Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the number one daily Bitcoin pod. Let's go. In today's show, I'm going to be breaking down the latest technical analysis as Bitcoin shorts keep burning as Bitcoin price seeks to hold 27000 And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, you can only create absolute scarce perfect money, e-reproductibility, once everything after Bitcoin is a failed attempt to reproduce it. And additionally, everything after Bitcoin, it can be argued, is an unregistered security. This is the position taken in El Salvador, and the economy is booming. Homicides are virtually non-existent. Tourism is skyrocketing. And Santander Bank attributes this to Bitcoin. Maximalism. Also breaking news, Sam Bankman-Fried's trial dates have officially been revealed. FTX founder to stand trial for over six weeks. We're also going to be discussing that FTX fortune of $3.4 billion coming soon in crypto liquidations and what it means, likely, for the crypto market. We'll also be discussing Van Eck releasing two Ethereum ETF ads ahead of the possible Monday launch. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as the SEC delays the spot Bitcoin ETF decision for BlackRock, Invesco, and Bitwise. Bummer. Also in today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you Bitcoin price predictions for next year, the year of the Bitcoin halving in 2024. I'll be sharing insights from major banks to hedge funds, including Pentera Capital, who predicts we're going to reach a $148,000 Bitcoin price in 2024, which is around the corner. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just joining us. This is pod episode number 1416. I'm your host, JV. Today is September 29th, 2023. And September is almost officially over as we soon enter October. Let's freaking go. Let's kick off today's show as we do each and every day with our market watch. As you can see here on Coin360, we got Bitcoin currently pulling back some back under that 27,000 resistance, which we climbed above yesterday. As a lot of the alts are pumping, as you can see, Ethereum, XRP, BNB, Cardano, and Doge. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, the current crypto market cap is on the rise, currently at $1.08 trillion. Also, the 24-hour volume on the rise, 51% for the day, trading at roughly 40 billion with the Bitcoin dominance at 48.7% and the Ethereum dominance at 18.7%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers at the past 24 hours, we got 
Pepe up seven and a half percent, followed by SUI up seven and a half percent, followed by Gala up seven point three percent, trading just above one point four cents. And checking out the top one hundred crypto gainers for the past week, we can see a sea of green, which is good, but some still in the red. The biggest loser, XRD down eight point six percent, and it looks like the biggest gainer, Gala up seven point one percent. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, it's the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a forty-eight, which is neutral. Yesterday was a 46, last week a 43, and last month a 49, which is neutral as well. How many of you are bullish on the King Crypto as we enter October in two more days? Let me know in the comments right down below. And of course, this is a live and interactive show, so make sure you let me know where you're tuning in from. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or concerns, address them in the live chat. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts and what is popping with the King Crypto. Let's go. As you can see here, Bitcoin bounced around 27,000 today, September 29th, as a challenge to the month date highs dragged the Bitcoin price action upwards, as we can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed the largest crypto attempting to hold gains after a classic short squeeze, as the day prior offered a trip past the 27,000 level, with the Bitcoin bulls unable to steal a fresh peak for September. Topping out at 27,300 on Bitstamp, the Bitcoin price strength returned to Consolidate, still up 4% versus the week's low at this time. And analyzing the situation on the lower time frames, we got popular trader Scoo, who said that the upside has some courtesy of derivative markets with the spot traders selling at the highs. Quoting the analyst here, low time frame stuff, but pretty clear spot absorption around the high of 27200 and an important price area to clear for the spot buyers. He also shares alongside this chart, most of the push up was perp driven with spot trailing price short liquidations and strong per bid. Now, Scoo subsequently noted that the level at 27,200 remained the rejection point on the day ahead of the Wall Street Open and going into next week. He added that the market will likely hunt both sides of the book, quoting him here. Uh, yeah, open interest bleeding a bit, but the market is likely to hunt both sides of the book into the next week. Note the spot delta, large buyer. Meanwhile, data from monitoring resource CoinGlass revealed the extent of the shorts currently getting squeezed with liquidations reaching a whopping $22 million yesterday, September 28th, the largest single day tally in the past 10 days. Now let's discuss Bitcoin's monthly close, maybe incredibly bullish, setting up our October, continuing the popular synonymous trader an analyst known as Mustache on social media, I had a key support reclaim in the making. Quoting the analyst here, Bitcoin is back above the simple moving average 20 line. The monthly closes tomorrow. And he also says if Bitcoin closes above this line, August can be considered a fake out. That would be incredibly bullish. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst. He references Bitcoin's brief spurt past 28,000 into the August monthly close and added that historically the 20 month simple moving average market definitive support after reclaims, which held until Bitcoin made the new all-time high. So there you have it, fam. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, the one and only Max Kaiser, you can only create absolute scarce, perfect money and reproductibility once. Everything after Bitcoin is a failed attempt to reproduce it. And additionally, everything after Bitcoin, it can be argued, is an unregistered security. This is the position taken in El Salvador, and the El Salvadoran economy is booming. Homicides virtually non-existent. Tourism is skyrocketing, and Santander Bank attributes this to Bitcoin maximalism. Well, one thing is for sure, El Salvador turned around from being considered one of the most dangerous countries in the world when it comes
comes to homicides to now becoming one of the safest countries in the world. So how do you do a complete 180 like that? Make Bitcoin a legal tender, just like Najib Bukele. So obviously they're doing something right. Massive shout out to all my people of El Salvador. Which country do you feel will likely adopt Bitcoin next as a legal tender? That's the million dollar question. I think it is very likely to occur in 2024. Maybe it's Argentina, maybe it's Brazil, maybe it's Mexico. What are your thoughts, fam? Let me know in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss breaking news regarding Scam Bank Manfred, the FTX founder. Now I know a lot of you guys don't even like me talking about this gentleman, and I don't even know if I should refer to him as a gentleman, but nonetheless, the court trial has been announced. The judge says it can take up to six weeks. So let's break down this latest report and continue where we left off. Massive shout out to everyone just joining us. Make sure to say hello in the live chat. Don't be a stranger, fam. Former FTX CEO SBF will spend at least 21 days in court as a part of his criminal trial, which means a minimal of three weeks, which will begin in earnest October 4th. Wow, what is that, six days out? And lasts until November 9th, according to a newly released trial calendar posted on the public court docket. The bar-going trial calendar, released September 28th yesterday, begins on October 3rd with jury selection. The first official date of SBF's trial is October 4th, where they will begin discussing seven fraud charges laid against him. There are two substantive charges where the prosecution must convince the jury that SBF committed the crime. Five other conspiracy charges involve the prosecution uh, convincing a jury that Bankman planned to commit these crimes, premeditated, right? There are 15 full trial days in October and another six in November. The court will be in a session between October 20th and the 25th and on the weekends. Public holidays also fall October 9th and the 10th. And there is also no trial slated for November 3rd. Right here, you're looking at the trial schedule from the court. And of course, I'll be keeping you posted with all the latest updates here on the show. Now, the former FTX CEO has been serving pretrial detention at the Metropolitan Detention Center since August 11th and through his attorneys, Bankman-Fried has filed numerous motions for temporary release to prepare for the upcoming trial. His latest attempt was a Oh, knockback again on September 28th by the U.S. District Judge, suggesting SBF might be a flight risk given his young age and long sentence if convicted, quitting the judge here. If things begin to look bleak, maybe the time would come when he would seek to flee. However, the judge said that he was sympathetic to the defense's concerns and was granted uh, Bankman-Fried permission to arrive at court at 7 a.m. local time on most trial days to speak with his lawyers before the testimony begins. And during the hearing on September 28th, assistant U.S. Attorney Danielle said that the Department of Justice estimated the case to last from four to six weeks. SBF, who pleaded not guilty to seven counts of fraud and conspiracy following the collapse of FTX, faces a, a statutory maximum of 110 years in prison. Well, I guess that's better than facing 11,000 years in prison, like I believe it was a Turkish scammer who scammed people for lots of money, millions of dollars. I don't know if it was billions, just like Bankman Freed, but it goes to show you he can potentially serve the rest of his life in prison. So was it worth it, Sam Bankman Freed? Please answer that question. You can answer for him, obviously. Anyways, fam, now let's break down where that $3.4 billion in FTX assets, are they going to be liquidated? And if so, is this going to drastically impact the crypto market? Let's break this down, fam. And again, welcome to everyone just joining us. I appreciate the support. Let's get it. The FTX bankruptcy lawsuit reached a key juncture in the second week of September after the U.S. bankruptcy court for the District of Delaware approved the sale. So it's already approved. $3.4 bucks. 
support the crypto assets. The court also approved $1.3 billion in brokerage and government-recovered assets as part of the liquidation process, with $2.6 billion in cash, bringing the total tally to $7.1 billion in liquid assets. And among the different cryptos set for liquidation, Solana tops the pile with a value of $1.16 billion. And then Bitcoin, the second-largest asset held, valued at $560 million. Here you can see the digital asset holdings they have with Solana clearly leading the pack, followed by Bitcoin, then Ethereum, then Aptos, USDT, Stablecoin, XRP, BitSTG, and never even heard of that one, WBTC, and WETH. I believe WBTC and WETH are ultimately Bitcoin and Ethereum wrapped. Other assets to be liquidated include that $192 million worth of Ether, $137 million in Aptos, $120 million worth of Tether, $119 million of XRP, $49 million of the Buy Economy Exchange token. Has anyone ever heard of that one? And $46 million in the Stargate Financial. I've never heard of that one either. And $41 million in Wrapped Bitcoin and $37 million in Wrapped Ethereum. Bitcoin, Ether, and Insider-affiliated tokens can only be sold after giving 10 days advance notice to U.S. trustee appointed by the Department of Justice. The court also permitted hedging options for these assets. The allowance of hedging is significant because FTX can use various financial instruments such as futures, options, or perpetual swaps to offset the losses. The ruling drew industry-wide attention due to the significant amount of crypto assets offered for sale and approved, which may be questioning the potential impact of the crypto market. Now, Joshua Garcia, partner at Web3 Focus legal firm Quetzal, told uh, Cointelegraph that determining whether the liquidation was the right decision is challenging. He said the bankruptcy courts have to focus on what is good for the creditors, and creditors may care more about the recovery of funds rather than a potential slump in the price of assets being liquidated. He makes a great point, quoting him here, whether or not this decision impacts the token price is perhaps not the court's primary concern. The potential or imagined market impact may mean nothing to a judge or creditor's committee if it doesn't make creditors whole, at least in the eyes of the court. The concern here is millions of users suffer substantial losses due to the FTX's actions and SBF, <laughs> Sam Bankman fried obviously. Making victims as whole as possible is a top priority. Now, the discovery of billions of dollars of liquid assets also relieved many creditors in the case. Market analysts predict that Solana and Aptos prices have the highest chance of facing price volatility. So please do note that if you are an Aptos or Solana holder after liquidation based on each token's daily trading volume, as Velvet points out here, how much of an impact will FTX's liquidation have on the market? Well, Solana at 81% and Aptos at 74% will have the most impact, obviously, when you look at the daily trading volume on each token. Then we got Bitcoin, XRP, and BNB liquidations, which have very little impact on the market. So you don't need to worry about Bitcoin dumping as a result. So that's good news for the bulls. Now, FTX liquidation won't risk a crypto market cascade. Obviously, this is great news. Now, uh, another interesting thing here from Anthony Panabianco, a commercial business litigator, shared with Cointelegraph. The interesting part is that the court took an additional step to look at the general marketplace for the assets in its granting liquidation of. That is, the court is looking at protecting both creditors and non-creditors for FTX by the manner in which it was ordered, the liquidation process. So there you have it, fam. I mean, I'll be keeping you posted as these cryptos do get dumped onto the open marketplace, but we all know it's not going to to tank the market. So please don't buy into the hype or believe the FUD because obviously the mainstream wants you to believe that crypto is dangerous. You know what I mean? That everything is an unregistered security and that it has no hope so they can convince you to get into their CBDCs, which are currently running pilot programs currently all around the world. Now, with that being shared, fam, let's break down Ethereum's ETFs, which may be launching this Monday. And
in like three days. Let's discuss this, shall we? Then we'll be discussed the latest regarding the spot Bitcoin ETFs, which are way more important than anything else, followed by these predictions from major, major banks and institutions and hedge managers, uh, including uh, one from uh, Dan Moorhead's company, Pantera Capital, predicting $148,000 Bitcoin price action next year in 2024. And then we'll end up with our uh, Q&A like we do each and every day. So yeah, let's break this down. Let's discuss some Ethereum, shall we? Investment manager Van Eck has fired up the marketing engine for its upcoming Ether Futures ETF, which some analysts expect could be launched as early as October 2nd. That's right. On September 28th, Van Eck released the two Enter the Ether themed TV commercials, revealing its Ethereum strategy ETF, tickered EFUT, E-F-U-T, coming soon. And uh, we're not going to watch the commercial here, but I would encourage you to watch it after the show. You can find it. Now, the commercials came on the same day Van Eck published a press statement about the upcoming EFUT, stating it'll be listed on the Chicago Board Options Exchange to be managed by Greg Kresner, head of the active trading at Van Eck. Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Valchunas and James Safart believe that TV ads could hint that Ether future ETFs are happening sooner than expected. That's right, because aren't they very expensive to be running these ads? So they must know something we don't know. Safart expects Van Eck's new ETF launch on Monday, despite a September 29th document stating it won't take effect for another 60 days. Our understanding is that the SEC is accelerating approvals for these things, as Eric Valchunas and James Safart point out on X. He also says, quick correction, they actually won't be effective until Friday. Same, still, result, Monday is a launch. Now let's discuss Enter the Ether as if we were entering the dragon with Bruce Lee in the 1970s. <laughs> now here we go. The first of NX Enter the Ether advertisements is a rather short and quirky 15-second video featuring five actors looking at the camera with a deadpan expression and strange alien-sounded music in the background. They share Ethereum now in an ETF form coming soon, says an actor. Oh, and hodl or fork off, says another actor before the Enter the Ether message appears at the end of the screen. And again, to watch this, check the show notes below the video in the description as I reference this in the show notes. Now the second ad appears more straightforward with a 30-second spot suggesting that a shift is coming soon and that Ethereum's gravitational pull will draw everyone in. We shall soon see, right? Valtunas expects more marketing efforts from ETF issuers as ETFs get approved, particularly when the spot Bitcoin ETFs get the green light. Quitting him here, it will be mark a marketing war like we have never seen. Then they will all do the same thing and launch on the same day. Unprecedented. What are your thoughts surrounding that chat? Meanwhile, financial services firm Valkyrie said that it also soon begin offering exposure to Ether through its existing Bitcoin strategy ETF, making it one of the first firms to do so amid the several pending apps with the U.S. SEC. And on September 28th yesterday, Safart said in an X post, it was looking like the SEC is going to let a bunch of Ethereum futures ETFs go next week, potentially. And this has been obviously generating a lot of buzz. So what are your thoughts? Do you feel that these ETFs can be launched? Um, specifically, these Ethereum futures ETFs can be launched here in the next few days. Let me know, fam. And how many of you are actually bullish on Ethereum? I'd love to know. Do you think Ethereum is likely to outpace Bitcoin this cycle as Ethereum did the previous two cycles? Or do you think Bitcoin will outpace Ethereum this time around? Let me know your honest thoughts. And like I said, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud here in a little bit. But now let's discuss the Bitcoin spot ETF, which should be on everyone's mind. I mean, between the ETF and the Bitcoin having the two biggest catalysts for 2024. Let 
let's break it down. The U.S. SEC had delayed its decision on several proposals for spot Bitcoin ETFs, including BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world, ahead of an anticipated government shutdown. The spot Bitcoin ETFs of Invesco, Bitwise, and Valkyrie were also delayed by the SEC, according to a separate September 28th filing when Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seyfert is expecting the apps from Fidelity, Vanek, and Wisdom Tree. And I heard right before I went live, Wisdom Tree was also pushed back as well. Come on, no clarity, Gary. When are we finally going to get a Bitcoin ETF in the United States, dude? The latest delays come two weeks earlier than the scheduled second deadline date for many applicants who have been expecting to hear from the securities regulator by October 16th to 19th. So isn't it interesting? Three weeks before the deadline, they decided to push it back and not even wait to tell you that they're going to push it back. Interesting, right? Safehart said that the timing of the delays is related to the expected U.S. government shutdown potentially taking place in two days, which will disrupt the country's financial regulators and other federal agencies. Both chambers of Congress, the House, the Senate haven't agreed on various funding bills to finance government operations, and Congress needs to pass 12 separate full-year funding bills by October 1st to avoid a shutdown. So what have they got, like 24 hours left? Let's see. The SEC delayed a bundle of spot Bitcoin ETF apps in late August when the first deadline was approaching. And meanwhile, the third set of deadlines for the seven firms is around mid-January, and they could also be delayed. So please do note that the SEC will have to make the final decision by mid-March at the very latest. Now, mid-March is right before the Bitcoin halving in 2024, anticipated to take place in April. So this could be major. And in late August, Bloomberg ETF analyst Balchunez estimated the probability of a spot Bitcoin ETF being approved by the end of 2023 had increased to 75% from an earlier 65%. He cited the uh, decisiveness at which the U.S. Court of Appeals Circuit reached its decision in the Grayscale Court win over the SEC as the main reason behind the odds increasing. And Balchunez further raised the odds to 95% chance of a spot Bitcoin ETF being approved in the United States by the end of 2024. Now, here's what Max Kaiser has to say. He believes whoever pays the SEC and Gary Gensler the largest bribe is going to be the first company or institution to get their spot Bitcoin ETF approved. And common knowledge, BlackRock has the most money. This is the name of the game. It's very corrupt up there, fam. This is why the spot Bitcoin ETFs have continued to be delayed for the past freaking decade. That's a very long time. Meanwhile, all of these futures ETFs approve, approve. Why? They can manipulate and control the futures markets in which they cannot do in the spot markets. That's why this is going to be such a game changer. We know the total addressable market is north of $700 trillion. So there's literally trillions of dollars sitting on the uh, sidelines right now just awaiting the approval from the SEC so they can enter Bitcoin. Let's freaking go. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss some very bullish predictions for 2024, which is right around the corner, the same year the Bitcoin having and the same year that the spot Bitcoin ETF is likely to get the approval. We're discussing very bullish uh, all-time highs. So we're talking about entering price discovery mode. So let's break this down from some of the top firms that have very bullish predictions for 2024. Here we go. Uh, we got Pantera Capital predicting 150,000 in their August blockchain led up. Pantera Capital, led by Dan Moorhead, predicts a possible rise specifically to $147,843 post-2024 halving. Employing the stock-to-flow model, they believe the price model suggests the valuation of Bitcoin against its scarcity will become more pronounced. And specifically, they stated the 2020 halving reduced the supply of new Bitcoin by 43% relative to the previous halving. It had a 23% as big as an impact on the price. So with history, as 
referenced, this could indicate a hike from 35 Gs before the halving to 148,000 after. Let's freaking go. However, not all Bitcoin supporters are on board, having witnessed failed predictions based on this model in the recent past. Next up, another major institution named Standard Chartered Bank. Their primary shareholder, you guessed it, BlackRock. In a recent research report from July, Standard Chartered Bank offered a bullish outlook on Bitcoin's potential trajectory. The British multinational bank expects Bitcoin's value to ascend to 50000 by the end of 2023. Let's freaking go, with a potential to soar as high as 120000 by the close of 2024. This revised forecast from Standard Chartered marks an increase from their previous April prediction, where they projected a top of 100000 for Bitcoin. So they're becoming more and more bullish, which is a great sign. The upward revision in the bank's forecast is underpinned by several determining factors. Notably, one primary reason cited for the potential rise escalation is the ongoing banking sector crisis. And additionally, the report sheds light on the rising profitability of Bitcoin miners as a pivotal factor influencing the price trajectory. We also have Geoff Kendrick, the head of FX and digital asset research, emphasizing the instrumental role for the miners. He notes the rationale here is that in addition to maintaining the Bitcoin ledger, miners play a key role in determining the net supply of newly minted BTC. JP Morgan, I don't care about them. A single iota. I'm just saying, who cares what Jamie Dimon or JP Morgan has to think? We skip right past those mofos. Matrixport, they're predicting 125000 by the end of next year. In July, Matrixport, a prominent crypto service provider, predicted the Bitcoin price can surge as high as 125000 per Bitcoin by the close of 2024. Very much in align with Standard Chartered, right? This optimistic outlook was based on historical price patterns and a significant signal, Bitcoin's recent breach of 31000 mid-July, marking its highest level in over a year. And historically, such milestones have signaled the end of the bear market and the beginning of a robust bull market. And by comparing these patterns, the historical data from 2015, 2019, and 2020, Matrixport estimated potential gains of up to 123% within 12 months and 310% within 18 months. Send it. Let's go. This translates to a potential Bitcoin price of between 65000 taking us up to where that current all-time high is, to $125,731 with those respective timeframes. Now we got to discuss the billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper and his quarter million Bitcoin price prediction. He maintains his highly bullish outlook on BTC, while his previous prediction for Bitcoin to reach 250000 by June of this year obviously didn't materialize. He does remain optimistic about the crypto's long-term potential. In a recent July interview on Bloomberg, Draper attributed recent regulatory actions in the United States, such as those against Coinbase and Binance, to Bitcoin's short-term downtrend. But despite those challenges, Draper continues to believe in Bitcoin's transformation and power and sees it potentially reaching a quarter million dollars per coin, albeit now possibly by 2024 or 2025. His confidence in Bitcoin's ability to revolutionize finance and retain its long-term value remains unwavering. There's another prediction coming from Berenberg for 56000 I'm going to skip that. We have Blockware Solutions predicting 400000 That's right. In an analysis from August titled 2024 Having Analysis, Understanding Market Cycles and Opportunities Created by the Having delved into the intriguing possibility of the Bitcoin price reaching reaching 400,000 per coin during the next halving epoch anticipated in 
2025. Let me know when you feel the epoch will be. I think it's more likely to be in 2025 personally, which typically the year after the halving, we hit the cycle high. A central factor identified in the research is the role of the halving in shaping Bitcoin's market cycles. The report asserts that miners responsible for a significant portion of the sell pressure receive newly minted BTC, much of which they must sell to cover operational costs. However, the halving events serve to weed out inefficient miners, leading to reduced sell pressure. And with the supply diminishing due to the halvings, the research emphasizes that demand becomes a primary determinant of the Bitcoin market price. Historical data indicates that a surge in demand typically follows halving events. Facts. Market participants equipped with an understanding of the supply side dynamics introduced by the halvings prepare to deploy capital at the first sign of the upward momentum, potentially leading to substantial price appreciation. This surge in demand is particularly evident in the current on-chain data, validating the positive sentiment surrounding the Bitcoin having event. Now, beyond those notable forecasts, there are a plethora of other price predictions for Bitcoin, ranging from Kathy Wood of ARK Invest with her ambitious 1 million projection to Mike Novogratz of Galaxy Digital projecting 500,000. We got Tom Lee of Fundstrat Global. We got Robert Kiyosaki. We got Adam Back. We got Arthur Hayes. These are all new all-time highs they're predicting for 2024. But what are your thoughts, fam? Let me know in the comments right down below. Let's take it a step further. We touched upon Pantera Capital and Dan Moorhead with their prediction of $148,000 Bitcoin price in 2024. And let's dive a little deeper, shall we? Bitcoin is far and away the most prominent digital asset on the market. We all know this. And in the latter half of April of next year, the network block reward is set to cut in half. Now standing at 625, actually, it's, I think it's, yeah, 625 Bitcoin per block. It'll be I think they mean 6.25. It's going to be cut to 3.125 per blow after the halving. And subsequently, a venture capital firm predicts as a result, Bitcoin is going to soar to 148,000 post halving. So let's go. Quitting them here, the 2020 halving reduced the supply of the new Bitcoin by 43% relative to the previous halving. It had 23% as big an impact on the price, Pantera noted. So if history were to repeat itself, the next halving would see Bitcoin rising to 35,000 before the halving and 148,000 after. Additionally, they forecast the event could facilitate a bull market. He says, uh, we believe the combination of the recent positive events, the XRP ruling and endorsement by BlackRock, etc., in addition to the Bitcoin having expected to occur in April, provides a strong setup for the next bull market for digital assets. Well, let's freaking go. How many of you are bullish on Bitcoin as we enter October in two more days and entering the next Bitcoin having in 2024, followed by BlackRock ETF, Van Eck ETF, Fidelity, ETF, Domino Effect, ARC 21, let's freaking go. You can feel my excitement, can't you? And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.